0: Welcome to the Manly, Pinterest, Manly tip show. Pinterest Tip Show, a show designed to assist man in his quest to succeed on Pinterest. If you have interest in the content you want to share, content you want your clients to see, learn ways to grow and succeed in this unique and exciting world, one man, one man will, assist will assist you on your journey. To become a pinner and grow your presence online, men and women can share in the success. And, in the success. and here to show you how, your host. is your host, Jeff C. Adding testosterone, one pin at a time.
1: Hello folks, welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tips Podcast. I'm Jeff C. and you're not. I'm very excited to talk about a social media platform that we really haven't covered much on the show before. We're going to be talking about Twitter tips, tricks, and hacks. But first, my super exclusive group training on Pinterest and visual marketing is getting ready to shut its doors. I really have room for only a couple more people. If you'd like to take your Pinterest and visual marketing to the next level, go to manlypinteresttips.com forward slash training. That's manlypinteresttips.com forward slash training. I'm very excited to have Diana Adams on the show with me today. Diana is a self-proclaimed Twitter addict. She's been on Twitter almost every day since March of 2009, and she's sent over 161,000 tweets. She's also the Ambassador of Happiness at Post Planner, where she spends her time building the Post Planner community and blogging. She's written over 4,000 blog posts across the interwebs, mostly about social media and technology, and she spends most of her time in Atlanta. She's a huge fan of Star Wars, Grande, Java Chips, and nice people. Tweet her at Adams Consulting and say hi. Now, this interview that I did with Diana was a live show where the audience is able to interact with myself and each other. If you'd like to be a part of one of our live shows, make sure to head on over to ManlyPicturesTips.com and join our email community to find out when you, our next live show is. Come join us, where you can ask your own questions during the show. I really enjoyed my conversation with Diana on how to maximize my Twitter presence, and I know you'll get a bunch of great tips from her as well. So let's jump right into my conversation with Diana Adams. Now I'm I'm really excited to I've been on uh, Post Planner a lot I love to watch their blab and I and I got to know Diana Adams uh, from there and I'm so excited to have her on uh, the show today to introduce my audience to her but she is a self-proclaimed Twitter addict oh yeah and she, and she's been on Twitter almost every day since March of 2009 and she sent over 161,000 tweets that is impressive and oh, well, she's. Thank all, you. Yeah, it's very impressive, and she's—you're also the ambassador of happiness at Post Planner, and you do a lot of the community and blogging over there, which is very, very cool. And you've—and yeah. this, this blew away—that you wrote over uh, four thousand blog posts across the internet. That is. A lot of content so
2: I know it is and a lot of it probably half of it's on Star Wars just so
1: okay <laughs> well that's all right I will forgive you for that that is really cool uh, and you're in from Atlanta and you're a big fan of Star Wars uh, grande java chips and nice people so what are what are grande oh, java chips
2: this is a grande java chip
1: okay
2: yeah, right. you gotta have one. And, and yeah, it's a drink, and I'm trying to cut back, but since I had to come to Starbucks to do this blab uh, <laughs> for the internet, I always say that at Starbucks, the drinks are free. You're just paying for the internet. Cause
1: That's
3: it's good. so good.
1: That's, <laughs> that is the way to rationalize it right there. Yeah. I, <laughs> I put something the other day in Post Planner. I said, uh, not a Post Planner, on. Uh, well, I used Post Planner to post it on Facebook, but I said the lady in front of me—it sounded like she was ordering a spell, uh, doing a spell more than she was ordering a drink, because it was like da, 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 da. It was just crazy. Yeah,
2: so. I know people have those crazy drinks, and and two, they have secret recipes too that you can look up online. Yeah, yeah
1: that's up. that is very cool. So, as I'm talking with Diana today, is if you have any questions, make <laughs> sure you uh, ask the questions by typing forward slash Q for those of you who are on Blab, and we will try to get to them today during the show. So, Diana, tell me a little about bit about your story and how you ended up at post planner
2: oh post planner i thought you were going to say ended up on twitter
1: well twitter Uh, and then and then to post planner (laughs) so go to twitter and then go on to post planner because i I think that would be interesting
2: Uh, well people often ask me um you know the twitter story and i wish it was an exciting story but the truth is I, i heard about it um, I heard about Twitter. I heard people talking about it at the very beginning of two thousand and nine and I thought, What is this thing and i wasn 't on any social i wasn 't on even on facebook then i wasn 't on any social media site i didn 't know what it was right. and so um, I signed up for a Twitter page and yeah, I was fascinated with it from the very first day. So, and then yeah, you just-, you just start meeting people, and you meet this person and that person. And back then, back at the beginning of 2009, you know, Rebecca and I started on, joined Twitter on, in the same month.
3: Oh, really? And
2: uh, back then, it was this really small community of, like, geeky people and everybody knew everybody everybody followed everybody it was just this little community so it was way different than it is now i mean we didn't even we didn't share links back then back then it was a big deal to share music share music and everybody listened to songs and it was yeah very different i mean twitter's still great but it's just different than it was
1: right it was it sounds almost kind of like google plus it was really geeky and and small knit kind of community and it kind of went bye-bye but uh So, oh, uh, Shannon says, I remember how Twitter was. It was huge for Follow follow Friday. Friday.
2: I used to, okay, I was back then. Okay, these days, Follow Friday is just all spammy, right? It's like, who does it? But back then, it was a really big deal. I would take the day off work on Fridays to sit home and tweet Follow Friday. Yeah, it was a big deal back then. Yeah, those were the good old days, Sean. That was fun.
1: Oh, (laughs) That's funny. So, so how did you end up? Yeah, I mean, I know you have a, a, your own business, but how did you end up going over to Post Planner? I mean, how, what's the story kind of that way?
2: You know, I have met so many people on Twitter, and so many places where I've worked and clients and friends close friends i have met on twitter and i met rebecca on twitter and so from rebecca it kind of weaved into post planner so that's the thing about twitter when it comes to networking and not i don't even like to call it networking because that sounds so businessy really just more about meeting people and getting to know people and making connections it's so wonderful for that
1: very good very cool so you know when you fell in love with Twitter, because it sounds like, I mean, I know you're still going crazy about it. I mean, I, I see you on it all the time. So what was the initial attraction? Was it this, is, this is a shiny new thing or was it something you wanted to be first in on or what was you know, kind of your thoughts behind it?
2: I just thought it was neat that you could get on your computer and you could talk to people all over the world and get to meet them and find out about them and their lives and what's important to them. And and just, I just thought that was the coolest thing. And the Twitter stream, you know, to watch it go so fast, I just right. thought that was the coolest thing. I, I mean, I was completely mes- mesmerized. I remember the day I downloaded TweetDeck, and wow, uh, you know, blew my mind. You know, so cool. So I, I, just, I just have always thought it was such a great idea from the first day. Very cool. So
1: there are a lot of um, new changes, like in this last mm-hmm. week. That have been announced on twitter so can you kind of give us a rundown on some of these the ones that you're excited about maybe or yeah. what's changed or what is changing
2: okay well first of all your media is not going to have to count towards your character count now that's a big deal because normally we have to save what is it 22 23 characters for a right. photo or for mm-hmm. a gif those won't count anymore against character count. So that, that's a really big deal. That goes for pictures, video, GIFs. Um, <clears throat> now your regular links, like a link over to your blog, for example, that will still right. count. right? Oh, so I'm will. just talking okay. Yeah. So I'm just talking about like, you know, I call it media. You know what I'm talking about, right? So that's a, that's a big deal. Another thing is, you know how we usually have to put that annoying period in front of a uh, username? Yeah, explain that
1: a little thread? bit to people who may not know what that is. <laughs>
2: Okay, so if you start a tweet, well, I'll tell you the old way, and then I'll tell you the new way, which is okay. much better. Um, the old way is if you started a tweet with the at symbol and then the tweet, the only people who would see it are you, the person you sent it to, and anybody that is a mutual follower of you guys. Of both right? of you. Yeah. Of both of you. So if you wanted to start a tweet with an at mention, because say you wanted to start a tweet and but you want everybody to see it, you had to put a period in front of that, or, or any character would work. Most of The kind of general thing became people would put a period there. Right. Now you're not going to have to do that, because basically everybody's going to see everybody's tweets. I can't figure out if that's a good change or not, because it seems like that could get real spammy real quick. So we'll have to see how that one goes. But the point of these changes is that Twitter knows that uh, we want to communicate with each other. And we don't want to have to remember all kinds of ridiculous rules, right? There's always been like, oh, you can do this on Twitter. You can't do this. So you have to format your tweet like that. That stuff is going away. And it's really going to be more about the conversation instead of how you're formatting your tweet. Oh, another thing, too. This is cool. Well... Cool if you like to promote yourself. Um, The retweet button currently on your own page is shaded out. You can't retweet yourself. That's going to change. That's pretty cool. Yeah. If you had sent out a tweet that you think is, you know, a great tweet and you want to send it out again and you're sitting at your computer, you can just go down to that tweet and click the retweet button.
1: Very interesting. Yeah. That may be a little spammy as well, I think. You know, if people do that a lot, I guess. Well, I think.
2: Twitter knows that we like to talk about ourselves, right? So
1: <laughs> right, exactly. making it
2: easier to do that.
1: So on, on kind of like the company culture maybe of Twitter, you know, I, hear, I keep seeing the news like Twitter's dying. Nobody uses it. Their stock prices are falling. <laughs> are you still all in on Twitter? I mean, are you thinking that it's fine? They're just changing it for the, um, in, the end user? or Are you, are you thinking their rats are deserting the sinking ship? Or what are your kind of thoughts about Twitter as a company?
2: Well, I did an interview with NPR on this exact topic, and I'm not foolish enough to think that any social media site at all, other than Facebook, right? Because they've, you know, they're different than everybody. But aside from that, I, I mean, I think all social media sites take their course, right? They all run their course, and. In ten years from now we're probably gonna be mind controlling each other and ESPing <laughs> right. and nobody's yeah, gonna right. be typing a tweet, you know what I'm right. saying? So yeah. yeah, I mean it's not gonna last forever. But gotcha. it's still fun. If you're asking me if I'm all in on Twitter, yes, it's still still my favorite social media site.
1: I get a lot of questions from this for, like, potential clients, people who are coming in. And, you know, that because, you know, Twitter is everywhere. Everybody talks about it. It's in the mainstream uh, news. They, they'll they see it on their shows. They'll have the tweet button, you know, or the at symbol for – or in a hashtag even on certain shows. Uh, but small businesses I still think are confused on how Twitter can help them. So how should a small business – let's say – a local flower shop, for example, I love to use the local flower shop. How could they use Twitter for their small business?
2: I think the reason so many small businesses still have trouble with Twitter is because they try to um, use that traditional sales approach on Twitter and it doesn't work, right? Sales in general have changed so much with social media. Um, The consumer's in control now, right? And they have a voice and they're forcing businesses and brands to step up their game. So I think that a lot of you know businesses they get on Twitter and they think okay here here we go. Anybody who follows me is a potential customer. Well, that's probably a stretch, right? So right. You have to kind of have a different mentality when you're on Twitter. So for small businesses, Twitter can certainly be a lead generating um, site. It can help drive conversions, but it's a longer cycle, right? There's some relationship building there. Um, It's great for brand awareness. I mean, there's all kinds. It's great for building relationships with customers or users and you know, there's all kinds of benefits to a small business for being on Twitter, but you can't just go in and everybody who follows you send them a direct message and say, you know, right. pay $10 for this and download it, because nobody's going to do it. They're going to be like, well, what the heck is this? So right. you just have to, you have to understand how to use Twitter. But, oh, and another thing it can be great for is uh, driving traffic back to your site. I mean, Twitter is one of the biggest traffic drivers that we have at Post Planner, You know, we have a lot of, you know, that and Facebook. A lot of traffic goes back to our website and blog because of those sites. So that's another really good thing.
1: Very cool. So <laughs> now I know a lot of people use Twitter for customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe that would be a first step for like maybe uh, a local company or something like that. I know that I usually take to Twitter when I have something to gripe about. I mean, I, and I don't usually gripe about things unless they really hack me off. But like, uh, you know, when, when a pizza delivery messes up my order for like the fifth time in a row, you know, I went, to Twitter, <laughs> I went to Twitter and said, Hey, this is, what are you guys doing? And they, they answered. I mean, they were smart and they came back and they said, Hey, we're so sorry. I did that. I've done that for another thing. And it was a bad experience because they said, well, go fill out this form, which is not what I want to do when you're mad. And so right, I, right, I think right. there's some, some, uh, Best practices we should talk about for, for using Twitter, and let's let's start with like some general best practices, and then let's let's kind of narrow down a little bit into uh, small businesses how they can use some best practices. So let's start with the, what are some some best practices just for the general Twitter user?
2: Okay, I want to back up and make a comment about something you said. You said okay. that you think that uh, Twitter would be a good place to start would be customer service. Am I wrong? I disagree with you on that, and the really? reason why is because so many people are angry, right? Customer service on Twitter is about managing those problems. And it's when you get a tweet from somebody that's like, you jerk, you blah, blah, right. blah, you people, what's wrong with you? That's intimidating. You have to be a little bit of an experienced Twitter user to handle those kind of tweets, right? right.
1: I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah.
3: You do
2: so maybe you just start with having your social media presence there, right? You just start with, you know, tweeting and engaging with people and In my opinion that would be an easier place to start. So some best practices, Um, uh, not um, and this is a lot of Twitter best practices, I think, are subjective, right? Because there's right. no actual Twitter rules. So right. I'm going to say no automated direct message. Oh, and I'm saying that because I have agree. over 100,000 followers and I get so sick of those. Right. You know, I get like 100 of them and I can't which ones aren't. And I miss important stuff. It's very annoying. So I would say do not auto direct message everybody who follows you. Um, I think that's not such a good best practice. Um, it is a best practice though. It, it is nice when you reach out to people and you do have to sometimes be first with mm. that. You know, you can't just wait for people to come to you. And um, yeah, I think it's it's a great idea to reach out to people and, you know, just just start a conversation. Just uh, it doesn't have to be difficult. As a matter of fact, on, on Madeline's Twitter smarter chat that we just did we were talking about uh, I was tweeting I was saying some people get stage fright when they get on Twitter they're like what do i say what do i say right, right. but just pretend like you're you know, let's use your floor shop. Let's say, just pretend like you're at lunch with your colleague. What are you guys gonna talk about? Well, there's your Twitter topics. You know, just very simple. It doesn't have to be, you know, every tweet doesn't have to be profound. Just very simple and engage, engage. You don't want your page, when somebody looks at your page, you don't want it to be all retweets and you don't want it to be all links, no engagement. You wanna have fun. So you wanna show people that you're a real person. That's a big best practice for any business.
1: So what would you do for like this flower shop? So you you, you, you keep talking about engagement and we probably need to define that a little bit. What does engagement look like on Twitter? Uh, because, you know, when you first start out, you don't want to just start saying, hey, I have 20% off roses today. I have, you know, we just got a new thing of, of daisies in and just talk about yourself and, and, and keep blasting out of there. So what do you mean by engagement? And how can a small business like a flower shop do that?
2: Okay, so engagement. And by the way, I don't like that word, so I'm gonna replace okay. it with the word. Uh, it's like the dreaded word. Right, you know? What should about, I do? Yeah. What should I do on Twitter? You should engage. Ugh, I hate that word. So let's call it interaction, right? Okay, it let's call better. it. Let's yeah. call that. So. Um, in order to interact on Twitter, that means that you, it doesn't have to necessarily mean talking to one person, although it's nice to have that one-on-one conversation, but even just tweeting, um, a, you know, a behind the scenes picture of your flower shop during the day and saying, Hey, this is where we hang out, you know, during our break time and you show mm-hmm. a room with flowers everywhere, or right. you tweet an article that says, do you know the history behind yellow roses did you know that yellow roses signify blah, 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 and maybe link to your blog an article about it? Or, right. um, you know, just find creative ways to get people to join the conversation and to tweet you back. Uh, photos, well, and you know this from Pinterest, but photos are a great way to do that, right?
1: Right. And it sounds like asking questions too. Like, you know, yes. what do you think? And it's cause you're trying to draw them in not to, what do you call it? Uh, interact, not to interact yeah. with you. And so questions are a great way to do that. You don't want to, but.
2: Questions are, and they don't have to be long. They can be really short too. Cause the shorter the tweet, the more engagement, that's the stat. Mm. So it can just be short like, um, you know, star Wars or star Trek, just Uh-oh. type in star Wars versus, you know, which one star Wars or star Trek and just, if I right. did that, well, my whole community yeah, loves Star Wars, <laughs> so they'd be like, "What's wrong with you?"
1: <laughs> now you could ask them, you know, which one's the best movie? Which, of course, would be *Empire Strikes Back*. But we won't get into that. Um, so, um, so, is there any? That's a great stat that the shorter ones get the most uh, engagement. So, is there any uh-huh. secret sauce that you kind of use when you're trying to write engagements for tweets? I, I'm sure you want to mix it up. You don't want if, if questions are working, you don't want to always ask questions all the time you want to mix it up with stuff. So what are some oh, yeah. like some of your tips on writing some tweet that in not engage do we call it, uh, that you can use to interact with people with.
2: Interact. That's you right. know what? I'm going to tell you a story. This is a good story about Josh Parkinson, who is the founder, one of the two founders of, uh, of Post Planner. He was asking himself the same thing. What am I going to tweet about? What, what, what should I put on Twitter? So out of that born, the uh, or birthed, whatever the word is, uh, a whole feature inside the Post Planner app called Status Ideas. And there's huh? over 15,000 things that you can send out uh, to spark a conversation, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook. We talk about this kind of stuff at Post Planner all the time. We even uh, put together an infographic with, and if you had a box here, an extra box, I'd drop the link in, but uh, with 42 uh, tweet topics. So anyway, the point is that you just really have to open up your mind, be creative, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be creative. I mean, just be a, a person, be a real person. Don't just tweet links all the time. And you'll find that when you're, when your followers start interacting with you, there you go. You're on your way, right? Because mm-hmm. you're replying, they're replying, somebody else is jumping in. It just it kind of takes on a life of its own.
1: Very cool. That's some great advice. So I, I get this question too from people when they first jump into Twitter. They go, "Oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is a fire hose of information. It's out of control. How in the world am I even going to to jump in the stream?" So what do you tell people who are when they you know if you just look at it, you know, it just seems overwhelming. You don't know who to follow, what to do. How do you even get started? What are the kind of the, some of the first steps you ask people, you kind of coach people through?
2: Well, you want to uh, be strategic about who you're following. First of all, that's a mistake I made when I first started. Is I just followed everybody back,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then about two or three years into Twitter, my stream was just a bunch of junk stuff I would never care about. Right, right. totally irrelevant to me. Right. <clears throat> so then I started unfollowing people as I saw that content that wasn't relevant. And it probably took me a year, and I unfollowed probably 30 or 40,000 people. So now I follow a small amount compared to what I used to follow. And now when I look at my Twitter stream, mm, right. it's like stuff I right So mess up your Twitter experience by not being careful who you follow. So that's, that's one thing that's really important. Um, and then another thing too is taking advantage of Twitter lists right Twitter lists can be your savior I have a list a rock star list that has about I don't know maybe 500 people on it or so and I've been adding to that list you know over the years and so I can just look at the tweets of the people on that list and that stuff I know that I don't want to miss right I I don't want to accidentally not see something that's from one of those people. And, and Twitter lists, you can segment them based on, you know, maybe you want to have a group of wine lovers in a Twitter list, and then another Twitter list specifically to your industry, and another Twitter list for dog lovers, and another, and you can segment it out and follow those tweets, and then it's not so crazy.
1: Very cool. Now, on those lists, <laughs> I know you can make them public or private, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, you can. We.
1: What's the advantage between one or the other?
2: Well, a public list, people can follow, anybody can follow those lists, right? With one click, they can follow everybody on that list. A private hmm. list would be something more that you would just want for yourself. You don't want other people accessing it. Like maybe you make a private list of your competitors, and you're watching all your competitors' tweets and keeping up with what they're doing. You don't want people, somebody who's mad at you, right? Customer service <laughs> person you're talking about going in there and being like, I'm going to contact all of these competitors. You don't, right. don't want to. You know, you just want to keep that private to yourself. So um, yeah, there's there's all kinds of reasons to have a public or a private list. We have both at Post Planner, and at my list, my main rockstar list, is, is public. Um, but like I said, like at Post Planner, there's different reasons to have different types of lists. So we have both.
1: Right, and I, and I yeah, I use lists too. I when I first started, I started. Uh, influencers or people I did not want to miss. Like Rebecca was on there. Peg was on there. And you know, people who I really wanted, who I knew put out good content, like you were saying, and right. I wanted to read it or share it. or And I think that's one of the things that can really help people when they first get started. Another right. question. I, and I know they jump into this too fast, but um, like small businesses, when they first go on Twitter, they want to sell. They want to, I want to sell. Can you sell stuff through Twitter or is it mostly, would you recommend a relationship building kind of platform?
2: You can try to sell stuff on there when you first get on there, but it's, it's, you're gonna find that it's more about the relationship building, right? So, like at Post Planner, for example, we bring, oh, this is a good idea. It just popped into my head. You could create your own Twitter landing page, right? Where mm. people can. Connect with you off Twitter because you were talking about Twitter not lasting forever. Mm-hmm. Think about it, you don't own your Twitter presence, right? Twitter owns your Twitter page. And someday when that goes away, you don't want to lose all of that. So, what we do at Post Planners, we're constantly trying to move people off of there and over to our website, right? So if hmm. you, and if you're not a business, you can do this by just creating a Twitter landing page. There's all kinds of little templates that will help you do that. And you can get people on your email list. Now that's something that you do own, right? Your email right. list or um, or however you wanna do that. So anyway, back to the small business, selling directly on Twitter, not not such a good idea. You're, and you can try it and then you'll see that it, it right. doesn't really work. Right. But But moving people over to your website Putting them, getting them in your funnel, your marketing funnel, right? And on your email list where you can start nurturing that relationship and building that relationship, excellent for that, right? Excellent. And eventually, when those people will convert, right? When they need that product, they're going to think of you. They're going to think of you on Twitter and all your tweets, and they will come to you, and they will be ready to make a purchase. You know, when they're ready to do it, yeah.
1: So do you guys also, I know you can (laughs) pin tweets to the top of your – your page do you guys rotate that stuff or do you ever do that i know i i have one that i have pinned there forever but it's it's actually a cool little video it's kind of funny but it and it, it 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 drives people to go um give my podcast a review and it really has helped boost my podcast and so is there some tips that you use for like you know how often you rotate that or do you pin stuff to the top quite a bit for your clients and for post Planner?
2: Um, at Post Planner, we change out that pin tweet, or we try to, every couple of days. Okay. Sometimes it's more like once a week. And um, we rotate it. Okay. So sometimes we may have something up there about Facebook. Well, you know, Post Planner is a social right. media marketing app. So right. uh, we'll put something up there about Twitter, <clears throat> you know, about Facebook. And it's it's usually one of the um, infographics we've created or an e-book so that when people come to our page right off the bat, we're we're offering them a piece of valuable content that will really help them with their marketing. Right. So right off the bat, they're seeing that. And, um, you know, or we might have, we might put, um, You know a pin tweet for our blab or for a viral chat but for you know you've said you've had one up there a long time it must still be working for you because sometimes people say how long should i leave my pin tweet and we say as long as it's getting attention you know if it's still getting right clicks and people are you know responding interacting with it like we said then it's right. still doing its job but then when that stops it's time to switch it out yeah
1: it's probably try it's probably time to uh, rotate mine i mean but the thing is i still get comments about it because it, it says uh, uh go give a review because it might make your voice a little deeper uh, it's a whole little mainly pinterest kind of funny thing and people will will uh, tweet me like my voice isn't deeper or uh, i'm not i'm not scared i'm gonna do it you know that kind of thing so <laughs> i think it, it still works for me it's kind of fun but um it's very interesting. Oh, and uh, David uh, says uh, has a good point. Says don't don't forget to add a UTM and encoding to the link. Uh, so you can see if it's driving traffic, which is a yes. very very good. Point. That's yes. very
2: very good point. We use HubSpot at Post Planner for that, and we track everything. And oh, you know this, Jeff, because you've been on our blabs. But right. we are all about being data driven for every single decision we make, and so we we have tracking links on everything. And that's a great idea, David. And that's
1: the, it's the same thing that we do at Social Media <laughs> Examiner because even like on Instagram, we have a we, we you can't use uh, we don't use UTM's, but we use Bitly so we can. track track that mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah very very cool uh, elisa says hubspot is the best for tracking i think she may like hubspot a little bit um the other question i was going to ask you know and i get this all the time i'm sure is like how many tweets should i do to uh, a day you know guy kawasaki says do it as many times until they get angry <laughs> and then back it off but uh, the recommendations are all over the map what do you recommend for how much t- how much tweeting you should do a day
2: you know, I think the recommendations for that are all over the map. For the same reason, the recommendations for the right times to tweet are all over the map. And it's because it's different for everybody. You know, it's really hard to come up come up with a standard for everybody to follow on that. So for every person, it's different. And so we always say you should tweet as much as you can where you can still keep up with the with the interaction right mm-hmm. you, you want to still be able to keep up with your replies and and engage with people which is the purpose of being on there in the first place the purpose is not just to push out a bunch of content right. it's to make the, those valuable connections so remember why you're there in the first place and you'll find that you kind of train your audience a little bit which is bizarre because I tweet a lot, and when I don't tweet as much, people send me tweets and say, what's going on? You're not tweeting as much, you know? (laughs) So it's like like people get used to how much you tweet. So if you're only tweeting once a day, that's what people are going to expect. And if you tweet, you know, 50 times a day, which I might do on a day when there's a Twitter chat, people love that. So don't be afraid that you know guy Kawasaki saying you know do it till you piss people off yeah i guess you could reach that point well, he, but he, don't yeah, be afraid that. of yeah. tweeting a lot you know just go for it gotcha well
1: is there anything uh <laughs> i should not do that you say don't ever do this on twitter i know direct message is one uh but do you have anything else that you would just say do not do on twitter
2: um yeah don't send a tweet to your new follower that's tries to get them to buy something that is probably the fastest way (laughs) somebody's not going to pay attention to you anymore you know Um, I would say don't do that there's quite a few little Twitter faux pas but for the most part um, just be yourself be authentic don't try to be something you're not because people can see through that in like two seconds Um, but yeah understanding the sales process on social media is a big deal and I think a lot of people don't quite still get that and that's why they get on twitter they try to sell it doesn't work and then they get mad and they say well twitter doesn't work what's the big deal about twitter it's not working and uh but yeah that's that's a you got to flip-flop your thinking a little bit
1: yeah it's the same i think on any social network you can't just go and directly start sell it's social for a reason so should i include images i know you can include images and now we don't get you know charged for our uh images should we um put images with every tweet, you know, like for every blog post, should we have an image or if we should, with every tweet, we should have an image.
2: Every single tweet, um, 50, according to Simply Measured, 57% of all engagement on Twitter is associated with a tweet, with a photo. And I read on the Twitter blog that, tweets with photos get like 300% more engagement than tweets without photos. I mean, that's crazy stats. But this is the problem. There's a catch with this. And we were talking about this on Madeline's chat right before this. Some people, they are in such a hurry to put a photo on there that the photo isn't relevant to the link or it's a poor quality photo, right? Something really grainy or it's not the right size. It's this little bitty photo comes out, you know, on Twitter. And so yes, put photos with tweets, but you have to put a little bit more thought into it than that. And when you start thinking about visual marketing as a whole, and of course, Rebecca, is right. the master at this, and I've heard her talk about this so many times. You have such a great opportunity with those images to, to brand your business, to get your messaging across, to um, really control how you're perceived with the, the images that you use. So it's a lot more than just grabbing an image and throwing it out there. You know, there's so, some thought to put into that. And, and which I, you know that you're the master of that too. What am well, I saying?
1: I, well, anytime you can make an image and um, you can make you know great images it does stand out and you know we talked about how fast the firehose of twitter is if you have a great image that is relevant to your your blog post or whatever i think it really just really does pop out and people will stop and click on it yeah. and maybe go back to your website so
2: yeah and uh, when they're going through their twitter feed right there's all these tweets and then there's a cool photo they're going to go oh wait a minute what was that and go back and look at right, it you know that's right. a, it's a really good way to stand out cuz I'm surprised how many people still don't include photos with their blog posts.
1: And something that got me, and and a couple of people have done it, and it really made a difference. Is like when I shared their post, or I was on their blog, their their podcast, or whatever, they sent me a video tweet. Going, hey, Jeff, yeah. thank you so much for being on my show. Or hey, Jeff, thanks so much for sharing that article. We really appreciate it. What can I? Ha- ha- let me know if I can ever help you or whatever. And it was just a short little video, but your holy cow! You're like, that is, I, know. I think, a little secret that a lot of people don't do. Yes. Yes,
2: and you know, okay. um, Gary V. Gary V. did a whole podcast on that. This is probably like six months ago. It was the coolest thing because he was in the back of a taxi and he's like, let me show you how fast you can do this. Grabs Twitter, opens it up, boom, video leaves a little message for somebody which takes you what 10 seconds Right. send the tweet you're done and what a huge impression that makes right, right. and um, i'm going to start doing that more because i love that idea and the ones that i've gotten from people i always remember those
1: right
3: you do you know, i yeah. always
2: remember like wow that was so special
1: yeah i i remember one time it was uh this was the, she still sticks to my eileen uh Smith, she, um, I think that Eileen, what? yeah, and she she sent me something. She goes, Hey, Jeff, you mentioned on your show this. Well, here's a quick little tool. Let me show you how to do it. And she did like a little walkthrough for me on how to set it up. And I'm like, That was just awesome. So, you know, I'm how a coolest guy. No, and so you're like, an, I'm, I'm an Eileen fan forever. And so, uh, it's just amazing that just that little bit of how much that can make a difference. So very good point.
2: Exactly. And she's our guest on viral chat next week. Oh, very
1: cool. She'll be awesome. She'll be awesome. Um, so hashtags, how yes. many should I use them? Because you know, Ooh. there's different rules for different networks. Should I use hashtags? I pulled
2: up stats. Oh,
1: cool. So how many hashtags? Up should stats. I use?
2: Okay. This is according to simply measured, which is the most respected social analytics site on the market. Right. Mm-hmm. They say tweets that have one or two hashtags get 21% 21 higher engagement than tweets with three or more. So in other words, don't put too many tweets, I mean too many hashtags, one or two, right? Because one or two get 21% higher engagement than tweets with three or more. And then they said just putting two, that's twice as much engagement than if you wouldn't have put any. And then more than two hashtags, that's when your engagement starts dropping. So, the yeah, key sure. here is always include a hashtag, even if you are sending it's just a fun tweet. It's nothing for your industry. It's, right, you right. know, even then, put a hashtag. You know, you can put hashtag Monday Motivation, right? There's mm-hmm. a hashtag. Get your hashtag in there. It's it, that particular hashtag might not be one of the ones that you're using for your business. It's just a fun one, but you're getting it in there in your tweet because that's going to bump up your engagement right off the bat. You know, so hashtags are a big deal. Um, You know, we always talk about doing your research, but make sure they're relevant. Definitely. Yeah. Make sure they're relevant. And um yeah, and it's cool too because then if your tweet gets engagement, and then you pull up, you go to search.twitter.com and you pull up that hashtag, your tweet's going to be right there in the top because that those because uh, you're using a photo, right? We already right. talked about using a photo, right. and those photo tweets are right up there at the top.
1: Very good. That's really good uh, data to <laughs> use. So, two at the most uh, yes. gets the best engagement.
2: Yes, and a lot of times I just use one. Right. It depends. It depends on the tweet.
1: Very cool. Now, should you make up your own hashtags like hashtag postplanner or hashtag manly pictures tips? Is that a good idea for companies to do?
2: It depends on what your goal with the hashtags is. Um, there's two different ways to think about that. If you're having, um, say, you're doing an event, or uh, if we did use hashtag postplanner, then you could easily tell people join the conversation by going to such and such a hashtag, like the chats, right? Twitter smarter chat, viral chat Somebody can pull that up now Go to search.twitter.com Put in that hashtag and pull up that conversation Now if you're using just a funny uh, Hashtag Or or, you know one that's for you That is not one that Oh well okay let me back up So those are the the hashtags that people can go to see The conversation but then there's other hashtags Like those fun ones Mm -hmm. That make no sense That we just use for fun Those are nothing more than fun Right? Gotcha. Like, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. I know what you, mean. you know what yeah. I'm about, right? right. Yeah. And then the third type just of hashtag-, saying. hashtag. Just
1: saying to, uh, Exactly. Like, yeah. Yes.
2: That's not going to get you any traffic, but it's right. just fun to put it in your tweet. And then the third kind of hashtag are the ones that you're actually doing your research for right? They're the ones in your business. You want to show up in that stream because they're the hashtags that your potential clients and customers are using. They're, they're searching those hashtags, looking for solutions to the problems that they have. And you want to show up there and uh, with your valuable tweets. So there's right. really like three categories, three buckets of hashtags.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Um, getting down towards, towards the end of our questions. Cause I don't want to keep you too long. Cause I know you've been on so many shows today. Um, so is it okay to automate tweets to use some of these tools and like uh, social oomph is one. I know people use uh, HootSuite is another one. Is it okay to automate tweets? Are you a proponent? Yes or no. Maybe what are your thoughts on that?
2: Absolutely. Because we can't, who, who wants to sit at their computer screen all day long um, on Twitter, right? Plus, we've got Instagram, and we've got Pinterest, and we have Facebook. So, yes, use those automation tools to your advantage. We have a webinar coming up all about social media automation. If anybody wants to check that out, you can go to the Post Planner Twitter page and look um, in the tweets there. It's right there. But um, social media automation, if used correctly, is your friend, Yes, he's <laughs> right. that, but you want to use it correctly, and what I mean by that is you don't want to set up a bunch of tweets to go out. Say so you're in Post Planner, you find your content, you schedule it, and then you don't want to just walk away and not check your Twitter page for a month. Right. That's that's not a good idea. A you still idea. want to use, yeah, you want to automate your tweets, and then that's going to free up your time to pop in during the day, reply to people, interact, right, Instead of using your valuable time during the day to try to find something to tweet, you've got that all taken care of already.
1: Right. So
2: yeah, social media automation is a is a wonderful thing when used correctly.
1: Very cool. Um, is are there some certain apps or tools that you recommend that you like to use to kind of manage? I mean, a lot of my no can manage help manage your Twitter and also help you schedule tweets. Are there certain ones that you really like to use?
2: Is this a trick question?
1: <laughs> it is. It is.
2: <laughs> How about Post Planner?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know Post Planner is one of them. But, I mean, just, I mean, and I do use Post Planner a lot, especially for my Facebook stuff. I've really started using that, and I have seen a big difference. But uh, is that what you like to use for Twitter, too? Is that what you use for all your mm-hmm. your management? I,
2: yeah, I use that for just about everything. Um But the thing with those tools, is you really have to try them out to find the ones that fit right for you. People like different tools, different, you know, like them to work different ways. I think the main thing is, is not to be afraid of trying new tools. Mm. Right, because right. Um, there's so many of them out there, and a lot of them are really, really good, and a lot of them aren't. But you got to kind of just kind of get in, play around with them. We have a blab next week all about oh, cool. the, our five favorite social media tools. I mean, CoSchedule mm-hmm. it's a great. It's a great tool for analyzing your headlines. They have a free headline analyzer, fantastic tool. Um, of course, obviously, I love Post Planner. Right. Um, but there's you know, follower Wonk to help you with followers. There's just so many. I mean, right. too many to count. I just and I started using
1: Agora Pulse and I've been kind of falling in love with it because I can get all my stuff at once with Instagram and stuff. Um,
2: oh, and so, uh, Social Quant?
1: Yes, that's a, that's great a good one. one. That's a good one, too. So um, you mentioned uh, earlier Twitter chats. Now, for people who don't know what those are, and I was in Twitter for a long time before I even knew what they were, and I, I was just out of it. I remember my first one, I sat down and I was so nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. And I, I lurked on a lot of them, and then I finally started participating in some and, and made some great friends. There's uh, one for Pinterest called Pinchat that I'm in. That's every Wednesday night. That's really, really great. Uh, Kelly Lieberman does that one. but. Can you explain what are tweet chats and should a small ho- uh, company be in one or host one or what are your thoughts on that? I mean Post Planner has like fifty of them. I don't they're no, all no, come on. <laughs> not
2: fifty. We yeah. have hundred. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> but you guys are I mean, you guys really do rocket and not, you wouldn't be doing it if it like you said, you track everything. You wouldn't be doing them if they weren't working. So
2: Yeah. Well, um, we do track the impressions and the reach and the tweets and the number of people that come to every single chat our uh, post planner chat is called viral chat hashtag viral chat and it's on Thursday night so it just happens to be tonight at okay. 6 p.m. Pacific time 9 p.m. Eastern and we talk about uh, you know different social media topics for small business usually something that focuses on Twitter and Facebook so that's kind of our thing um, we have a wonderful community but yes to answer your question I think all small businesses should be involved in uh, one or two relevant Twitter chats because this is the thing When, when they're okay let me explain what it is so the host of the chat is sending out questions and answers and it's a whole community that are following this hashtag because every chat has a hashtag and so everybody is there to help everybody else and it's a wealth of information I don't know before Twitter you were asking me why I love Twitter so much before Twitter I don't know of anywhere where you could get that incredible information and if you send out a question on your Twitter page and nobody, maybe nobody will answer, right? But you send that question in a Twitter chat, you're going to get 10 replies instantly because everybody's watching the tweets and everybody's helping everybody. So it's great. Now, hosting a Twitter chat, there's a lot involved with that. So maybe as a small business, just first start by attending them, you know, and do what you did, lurk for a while, then participate, you know, make those contacts and really get a feel for how it works.
1: But you, I mean, you make some great connections. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Mm -hmm. are there... Are there tools that you like to use for Twitter chat? Because I know... Uh, when I first started, I was like, I can't do this with just the regular Twitter app. It just didn't work very well. Mm-hmm. Trying to follow a hashtag and answer questions. And so, are there tools are there- that you use to uh, uh, set that up?
2: Well, there's Tweet Chat, and there's actually a couple of different Twitter chat tools. Um, I know Madeline uh, recommends that when people come to her chat that they use Tweet Chat. But you're going to think this is so old-fashioned, but I tweet every week for viral chat. And do you know what I have found is that I like to use two browsers. I use Chrome and I'll use Firefox I'll have two different Twitter pages up and I'll flip back and forth the whole time during the chat really? I like doing it that old fashioned way I really like it I've got a, a field up there with the the you know the hashtag search right. um, every now and then I'll use TweetDeck that's a great tool for using during a chat because you can have a whole column there right just following the um, hashtag so it's up to you you know people can get really fancy with it kind of right. old-fashioned.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, when I, I mean, and it depends on which ones you are, because I was in, I, you know, they have different paces. Like right, when I did, yeah. When I did, like, uh, pin chat, it's a little bit slower, and there's, I know everybody, and it goes back and forth. And then I got on, I was a uh, guest on Buffer Chat one time, and it was just like, and I was like, where am mm-hmm. I? <laughs> so yeah. uh, that's one of those tools, mate. Excuse may, me. Uh, may come a little bit handy, but yeah, I, I remember there was, a, I was totally shocked on how fast and how questions, but they're very, very well, cool how you can do that.
2: And in in a lot of times Twitter chats are question-answer format, right? So it depends on how many questions they have in their chat? For viral chat, we have ten questions. That mm-hmm. means there's a new question every five minutes. There's no right. messing around. It's like boom, boom boom, and people know it and you I get off that chat. It's ten o'clock at night when that chat's over. I can't sleep. I'm like all oh, wound up and adrenaline and haven sleep. but uh, then I'll get on another chat. Um, I forget which one I was a guest on recently. There was only five questions. This is all laid back, you know. Like I could get up and go get a drink of water between questions. I mean, I could right. never do that in a viral chat. So you're right. Each one has its own pace, and so it just depends. Very depends cool. on the on the chat.
1: Very cool. So um, we are towards the where the last question. So this is a question I ask all my guests. But where can they find you online? And I bet I know where you're gonna say. But uh, go ahead and give a plug to all your Twitter chats and where they can find you, you like at Post Planner and all that stuff. So,
2: Okay. Well, on Twitter, my account is Adams Consulting, which you can see right up here. Um, And I'm there all the time. Anybody can contact me there. And then I also uh, will be the one that is interacting on the Post Planner Twitter account. So that's at Post Planner post planner and then of course you can find us on facebook forward slash post planner we have a very engaged community there and uh pretty much anywhere we're here on blab a lot too aren't we Jeff? yeah so, you so and you,
1: you guys are having and usually you have one earlier than this show mine's at two central you usually have one at one o'clock usually on this day but uh is that is that where you can find is do you have scheduled times for blabs because mm-hmm. they're awesome they're always great
2: yep on tuesdays and fridays now
1: okay Very, very cool. So, And as always, I'd love for you guys to head over to ManlyPinterestTips.com and join the email community so you'll never miss a great guest like we had with Diana today because at Manly Pinterest Tips, we're always adding testosterone one pin at a time. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for joining Jeff on his mission to help you be successful in the Pinterest world. Would you like to take part in a live show? Be sure to join Jeff's email community at ManlyPinterestTips.com. Adding testosterone, one pin at a time.